Hello and welcome to the Audio Epics podcast. So, um, yeah, last time we said uh, we weren't gonna do it every week, and so we waited almost a year. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not every week, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we we never would have thought that we would be doing another quarantine questions episode because you know it's been almost a year. So yeah. <laughs> but here we are again in like an eternal quarantine actually because in Belgium the the rules are so strange and and we just don't know anymore we don't follow it anymore so we just we lock ourselves up in our home and we <laughs> we have um yeah we we eat spiders now it's been really cold lately and yeah. uh, it's been snowing a lot so um yeah so we can all, all, the, all the creepy crawlies uh, get inside to hide from the the cold and so we can catch them and eat them. Yeah, and we we can now uh, melt the snow on our balcony, so we can have something to drink too. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. That's Times our, are great. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um. So we have another quarantine questions, as Eileen just said. Yeah. We uh, just uh, gave them to each other, yeah. and uh, we had about <clears throat> like 20, 30 minutes preparation. Um, yeah. 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 So we we came prepared this time. So we we got each other's yeah. list. And then, uh, you know, we, we just looked at it, thought about it. and Yeah, but not too long. So we don't know yet. I don't know what Elin's going to answer. And she doesn't know what I'm going to answer. The element of surprise is still yeah. there. <laughs> and, and let's hope we don't insult each other. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you start okay. with question one. Okay, so your question one for me is, if you were a D&D character race and class what would you be so i guess you wanted to ease into it because this is like such a very easy question um and you know me so well you can probably answer it for me i was expecting you to choose something like a wood elf ranger that's exactly right witch hunter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you. Although you haven't always played um, such characters when we when we did RPGs. No, it's true. I always want to try something new. But yeah, yeah, I, I remember you being um, something like a, a sorceress or a, a warlock and um, a priestess. Um, I don't remember you playing rangers all that often, but I know you you like them. You you played them in uh, in games a lot. Yeah, they were most Video memorable. Games. Um, I I love them the most playing mm. rangers actually, so yeah. Yeah, and I I know you're a fan of Katniss and um. Yeah, and I often regretted playing another class when I picked a wizard in in Thirteenth Age. It was one of the most difficult classes uh, there were, but it it looked kind of cool. But there were so many different spells, and then you had cantrips, and then you had extra abilities and it was such a mess that i just mm. I, I tend to do the same things over again then and it makes playing uh, less fun well if you ever want to play 13th age again um the the ranger is very very simple in that game well i guess i would pick the ranger next time mm. and you get a pet oh like yeah i like that too because i don't have them in real life yeah well we have two children pets that counts as pets right <laughs> Okay, so uh, your first question for me was, which versus movie would you like to direct? 
versus movie, you know, like Batman versus Superman, Freddy yeah. versus Jason. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I came up with the idea of Toothless versus Alduin. Awesome. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome. Two dragons. Yeah. And which Toothless would you pick? The the one from the movies or the one from the, no, the I'd, book series? I'd pick the one from the books because he can talk and that makes it more interesting. Yeah, but he's kind of losery. Yeah, that makes it even more interesting. That would so. be a very short movie. It would just be Alduin well, doing... I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. However, that's what you would expect, but it doesn't yeah. have to go that way, you know. Um, I just like the idea of you know this wimpy dragon versus big, powerful, evil dragon. Yeah, maybe they will become friends. <laughs> they become friends, although they wouldn't be able to communicate very well because you know Toothless kind of speaks uh, English with a lisp. And, yeah, right. And all the one would be like. <laughs> speaking dragon dragonese yeah. well a different kind of dragonese they do fit together don't <laughs> they and they and at the same time they're completely different so That's well i guess toothless from the movie would be cool too yeah because he would be super fast yeah and that would probably make a for a more interesting battle yeah yeah oh if if i would do that question i think i would go for et versus terminate <laughs> yeah you would just Keep healing himself, bro. Et, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spamming heal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, your turn. So uh, your next question for me, uh, question two: Become a new superhero. Give me your name and powers, and describe your costume. Who? That was a very difficult question. So I think I would pick the superpower where where I can turn a random object into a kind of food of choice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe I could wear a blue apron or maybe something, or maybe just a sexy gothic dress. No typical gym suit because it makes my butt look fat. <laughs> and my name um, would be Scarlight. Wow, that's a cool name. It was just the first thing that popped into my mind, but then I was like, hey, that makes sense because... Scar says in The Lion King, uh, stick with me and you'll never go grow hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It does say And that. starlight is like, it's something bright and positive. Uh, so be the light in people's life who are very hungry. Okay. Uh, but I wouldn't do light food though, because... Well, why would you? My yeah. dietician is against that. She says it's actually... Ah, there we are. ...not healthy. So I would, I would just um, do great... Healthy foods. And hmm. then everyone would be happy. I think you would be a very popular superhero. Yeah. And if someone, like, insulted me, I would just give them a cake and the quarrel would be solved. I in, think so, too. In a second. <laughs> so there would be no fights. Maybe food fights. Food fights, of course. Yeah, I, I, I really like that idea. It's very original. Okay. Do you have an idea what uh, superhero you would be? No, think? not really, actually. Um, well, I, it, I just, it is a tough question. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, um, your next question for me was, take an animal from a story and give him superpowers. Hmm, so again, a parallel between yeah. our questions. And we, we make them separately. Yeah, we, did, yeah, we wrote them separately. We didn't know. It's so strange. Um, the first thing that popped into my mind for some reason was in The Hobbit, 
there's the scene with Radagast in his little house uh, and he finds this little hedgehog, mm -hmm. you know, all curled up in a ball and he's sick. Yeah. And he calls him Sebastian. Sebastian the Hedgehog. Right. Well, I thought maybe Sebastian should be the animal um, that I give superpowers. Wow. So I thought I'm going to give him laser eyes. So laser <laughs> beams come out of his eyes. And um, he's going to use that to open the vaults of Minas Tirith to pull off this big sort of bank heist. <laughs> okay. That would make for some weird spin-off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a title yet for that movie, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. maybe Radagast's Eleven or something. The next question that you ask me is: Turn a fairy tale into a science fiction story about the dangers of AI, and it says not Pinocchio. So yeah, I can't. Because think that's been done yeah, in the movie AI. It's been done. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you could pretty much do that with ev every fairy tale oh really so i picked my favorite which is rapunzel i'll tell it and i'll try to put elements in there from our former storytelling podcast episodes so uh rapunzel in the original fairy tale um her parents kind of gave their daughter up for lettuce which is kind of stupid well if you're really hungry um so let's make it more credible and let's say that the parents are drug addicts and they give her up uh, for some special lettuce. She, uh, Rapunzel, grows up in a tower with the the witch or the the old lady with the lettuce, the magic lettuce. And as the prophecy says, a prince will rescue her from that tower. So um, the witch, she doesn't want uh, Rapunzel to be rescued by a prince. She wants to keep her for herself. Mm -hmm. Maybe she just likes her pretty hair. And she uh, she builds a cyborg Rapunzel while she locks the real Rapunzel up in, in a well nearby. And the cyborg Rapunzel is kind of crazy. And it is built uh, by the witch who is really tech-savvy and stuff um, to kill every prince that passes by. So um, it's like Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And she lets down her cyborg hair and prince... Like, yeah, something yeah. like that. The prince climbs up and then the cyborg says, terminate <laughs> or, or exterminate and kills, kills um, every prince that passes by. Yeah, the, of course, the witch, she loves to watch when that happens. In the meanwhile, Rapunzel is still on the bottom of the well. She gets magic food um, from the witch. He, she puts it in a bucket and uh, lets it down. And she gives her magic food that enables her to uh, to fill her stomach and, and survive. But it takes away her voice. So she cannot scream for oh, help. There's a bit of Little Mermaid in there too. Yeah. This is a, a very weird concept. Yeah, perhaps. But, you know, um, I didn't get a <laughs> lot of time to put some <laughs> real thought into it. So... So um, no, no, it, it's it's fascinating. So one day, a, a curious prince, um, just I don't know why, but he's he's like you. He's just curious, and he wants to look down the well uh, because he he sees the witch, um, and and she she obviously put something in the bucket and she let it down. So he wants to see what it is. Uh, he wants to see if it's tasty, and then he he notices that Rapunzel's uh, down the well. So he, he actually knows that the other Rapunzel must be some kind of 
decoy. It must be a trap. Ah, okay. So he, the prince is smart, and um, he he goes back to the castle, and he makes his rich daddy uh, make another cyborg. Or no, wait. No, he, he has a sidekick, you know? It's a good story. Always, he has a sidekick. Uh, he did, um, it's not a dumb sidekick for a change, but he's very good with technology. And, okay. um The nerd sidekick. Yeah, the nerd sidekick. And he sends a sidekick up to reprogram uh, evil Rapunzel cyborg. And um, yeah, he he does well. And the cyborg turns against the witch. While actually the prince saves her uh, from the well by pulling her up uh, with the bucket. And the sidekick yeah, is kind of the, the hero. But, but the prince gets Rapunzel and they marry and they live happily ever after. And the, the witch is killed by her own cyborg. So... Beware, people! If you create cyborgs, then you might end up killed by it. Wow, that's that's powerful, powerful story. Yeah, really brings home the message <laughs> of the dangers of AI. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm a, I'm amazed how you know how you came up with this entire movie in in well less than twenty minutes, like ten minutes. Well, it's probably. I mean, it's a it's a weird movie. It's very weird. Yeah. I don't know what genre it actually. I think J.J. Abrams would love it. Well, he, he would probably just. I, I think put, it makes too much sense for J.J. Abrams. He would put a p- couple of plot holes in there and then right, say, "Wow, yeah. it's perfect." Yeah, that's maybe Rapunzel has a mystery box somewhere. That yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that it was actually very J.J. Abrams proof because I I started to tell about uh, he. Him going back to his uh, rich daddy to create another cyborg. So I just I just stopped there. So he goes back to his father and um, asks him to create another cyborg, and he does. The end. The end. Yes. Yeah. So if the, you want to know what happened to the, the other new cyborg, 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 yeah, I'm not gonna tell you okay. because because it's cool according to J.J. Abrams right. to just not explain it. Okay, that was uh, impressive. Okay, uh, time for your question. Yeah, um, so the next question for me is... Blend two stories. Take all the elements of one story and put them in the setting of another story. So, for example, take all the elements of uh, Lord of the Rings and put them in the galaxy of Star Wars. Yeah, but that's not all. Then give your movie a title without using the word in. So... Not Lord of the Rings in Star Wars or something. Or Star Wars in Middle-earth. You can't do that. You can't do that. Okay. I have Batman set in the 19th century in a kind of gothic style a la Phantom of the Opera. And I've retitled it The Strange Case of Mr. Wayne. Hmm. Because that sounds like a 19th century novel. Probably. Probably. isn't it the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? So, yeah. Maybe the strange case of Mr. Wayne and the Batman or something. <laughs> it, it makes too much sense. Not weird S- enough. Someone should, should create this, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine Batman sort of going after Jack the Ripper or something. Is he going to sing like the Phantom? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he has a little Robin uh, that, that can whistle tunes. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, your turn. My question four is a bit shorter, so that's that's nice. What is the worst adaptation you have ever seen? Um, 
Well, when it comes to adaptations, the problem is uh, they usually adapt stuff that's popular and good. So if I think about an adaptation that's absolutely terrible, I cannot really come up with something because it's still based on a story that's usually popular or good. Oh, well, there are a lot of video game movies out there that yeah. have a bad reputation. Or it's something I haven't watched because yeah. it didn't interest me or whatever. Um, but I, I did think uh, of Insurgent. Um, I once listened to the audiobooks when I was doing a very repetitive job. And I noticed that, um, especially Insurgent and, and Allegiant, those are adaptations that I think don't respect the feel of the, of the books and the, 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 the theme, the essence, actually, of the books. Um, after listening to them, I, I kind of had the feeling that I knew what they were really about, what the intention of, um, of the author was. And when I watched um, the, first, the first movie was, I think, a, a good adaptation. But the second and the third part, um, in the third part, they actually just deleted, I think, half of the book or something. Um, it just stops. And has this happy ending. While uh, spoiler alert, the last book uh, doesn't end well. But um, yeah, I think that's about the thing I can come up with. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I haven't read the books, but um, I also really didn't like that second movie. It felt very different in tone and feel from the the first movie. So yeah, um, that might explain it. Yeah, I forgot about uh, who directed it, and mm. I don't know whether it was the same person, but yeah, um, it really felt very different. It was it was made very modern and crowd pleasing. Mm. They Hollywooded it up. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I can think of a bunch of video game movies that, uh, but yeah, um, like. There, I know that there was once a Mario Brothers movie that was, you know, just nothing at all like the games. Isn't that just bound to be terrible? Yeah. <laughs> I never watched it. Yeah, I've never watched it either, so I can't really comment on it. But um, I, I saw the, the Nostalgia Critic episode about it, so that's how I know. Oh, was he like screaming and yelling yeah, well, all the time? He, he always is, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right, you, you tend to avoid those kinds of things. What I do wonder is when they make uh, video games into movies, why do they always pick, you know, these sorts of games that just really don't lend themselves very well to that like mm. mario brothers i mean why would you make a movie out of that and not mass effects you know that would make a great movie yeah didn't they say they were going to make tetris the movie or was that a joke i think it was a joke i, I saw that trailer once um and um it was quite creative what they did with it to make a movie out of it out of it but it was it was kind of a joke trailer, I think. Mm. <laughs> Maybe a, a fan movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, you had another question for me, and that was, if you could have a costume from any character from a movie or theater production, which would it be? Now, I wrote something down, but in the meantime, I thought of something else. Okay. Um, I want to know them both. 
Yeah, so I wrote down a rider of Rohan because um, I think the the, oh, ri- yeah. the riders of Rohan they look awesome. They have the coolest helmets in history. Uh, yeah, they look a lot like historical helmets, um, like the the Sutton Who helmet. But um, and and they they have these awesome green cloaks, and it's just uh, the whole look is is just awesome. I think. Yeah. But then. Um, all of a sudden, um, something else popped into my head, which is um, the movie Bram Stoker's Dracula. The the the, the opening scene of that movie, the prologue, mm-hmm. where he turns into into Dracula. Um, when he comes home from um, you know from fighting against the Turks, um, he he's got this this red armor that sort of. That's got grooves in it that kind of makes it look as if it's muscles, oh. like like you know like it's. And I don't remember that. Yeah, and it's it's, re- it's kind of creepy, but it's also really um, just really cool, really impressive. I'm the woman. I should be the one paying attention to clothes, but well, or armor. Yeah, no, it's really cool armor. Um, so something like that. Okay, your turn. Um, okay. Um, what is your favorite tabletop RPG system so far? I would say, as a player, it's definitely Warhammer. Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Because I really love the setting. It's, um, it's the best atmosphere ever. Mm. Um, when it comes to, um, playability, I think there are a number of other, uh, systems that are really cool. I, I love D&D. Uh, I love that new Star Wars system, which which is um, very much based on the third edition of Warhammer. Yeah, that's probably why I like it. Yeah. And um, I kind of like Thirteenth Age as well, but I I think I would love it as games master more than as player because it's really an an improv based system, and I just really love that just improvising and. Picking up cool ideas from players and doing something with that. I think I would love that. That's really interesting what you're saying there. My favorite is also Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, the third edition, which uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of the old fans didn't like it because it was too different and, you know, um, it had these weird, funky dice. But I loved all that about it. Um so yeah, I my my favorite is Warhammer too. But the interesting thing is what you say about Thirteenth Age, is that you would like to be games master for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's the other way around. Um, I think Thirteenth Age would be a game that I would like uh, a lot as a player because it's it's the sort of game that gives players a bit more input into the story. In Thirteenth Age, it's sort of you know, really baked into the rules that you get to be really creative and mm. as a player and the, you, the the games master can't just, you know, control the whole thing. Um, in some games, that's that's more more of a possibility. Oh, I'd love that if, if at least the, the, the players gave me enough input because it, it depends on your players. Mm. If they really role play, then you, you get great stuff to work with. And if they don't, then yeah. Yeah. You're kind of dry there. And I just love how in Thirteenth Age the game is set up so that the players at the table are always um 
unique, important individuals in the setting. Yeah, but I did, I did love playing it as well as a player because, as I mentioned before, I was a, a wizard, and uh, I, I kind of regret that decision because it was a really complex class. But, yeah, it, it says so in the book. It's the most difficult class. But I did, um, I did really like the character, uh, Jiminy Garlington. It was one of my favorite <laughs> characters that I played. It was kind of a he was a, a gnome, and um, you have to pick a one unique thing in the system. And he was the only gnome contortionist in the <laughs> world, and he was also really a ladies' man. So he was he was actually always interested in whatever was female. That didn't matter which race or class. Just if it was female, it was he was into it. So he was kind of a midget David Copperfield. Yeah, something like that. And also <laughs> David Duchovny, because <laughs> okay. he wanted to jump on everything with a skirt. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I remember that. It was a lot of fun. Um, brings back good memories. <laughs> uh, but I also really enjoyed the uh, Warhammer Fantasy campaign that we did. But there you were, a, a priestess of Shalia. Very different. Right. Yeah, then I was frustrated because I, I, I couldn't fight. It was such a, a female thing to pick, and then I was frustrated because <laughs> I, I was, I, I felt useless in, in combat. <laughs> Next time, pick a wood elf archer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm gonna pick a, a dwarf with an axe or something. <laughs> My turn. Uh, well, your question for me was, if you would write a story about an original MacGuffin, what would this item be? Well, here's the thing that I think the coolest and most original MacGuffin that I've encountered in a movie or a book or whatever was in the movie men in black um there was this little marble that was uh, dangling from a cat's collar and it turned out that inside of this marble was an entire galaxy right yeah so that's that. why it was so valuable and um and i thought that was so original and i loved that idea as a MacGuffin. but it's been done so i can't say that so I had this other idea um, mm -hmm. that I once wanted to actually use for a, a, a Star Wars roleplay campaign, um, which we never got around to doing. But um, the idea is that there's this sort of tree that has some kind of magical properties uh, or force properties in Star Wars. And the tree, uh, you know, is burned or something or is destroyed. And it's a unique tree, but there's one seed that's left, uh, which you could use to plant a new tree in the right soil on the right planet or wow, something. Wow, no pressure there. And so the, the, our heroes have to preserve this seed and plant the tree. And um, cool, yeah. cool MacGuffin, but I, I wouldn't want to watch your, your movie because I really don't like the... The protection, the protection quests. I, I really don't <laughs> like them. All right, yeah. They're too stressful. Stories should be entertaining, not stressful. Um, it feels too much like another responsibility. <laughs> you like the Hunger Games, right? Yeah. That's not stressful. <laughs> no. No, it isn't. No, if if Katniss had like this crystal ball that she had to protect in, during the games uh, in the midst of the explosions and the and the, the the chases then i would it would be stressful i wouldn't i wouldn't want to watch it hmm. interesting okay your turn 
So the next question you asked me was, what books are currently on your to-read list? That's a difficult question because what's not on my to-read list? <laughs> There's just so many things on my to-read list. Um, right now, the first thing I want to read is uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport because it's right next to me. <laughs> and there are a couple of books that I've started that I really want to finish. I, I think I've started about 50 books or something. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. Since since I became a mom, I think I, I, I didn't finish one book since then. Did I? Uh, I think you read those uh, Marie Kondo books oh, yeah. uh, quite a few times. Yeah, I think I, I've read them seven times in a while. <laughs> and it's still a mess here. So I need to read it again. <laughs> so that's on my to-read list. So um, books I really want to finish is uh, Miss Born and Way of Kings. Actually, I'm just starting right over. Um, I want to start with the first Miss Born book first. And then... Um, yeah, of course. Uh, there's a, there's tons of books I want to reread as well. Some books I've listened to as audiobooks that I want to actually read the, the physical copy of, and other books that I just want to reread because I enjoy them uh, so much. Uh, like uh, The Lord of the Rings, How to Train Your Dragon, Narnia, Harry Potter, um, and of course The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying. Yeah, by Conmarie. <laughs> Oh, was that the title? The life-changing magic of tidying? Yeah, the, the Dutch title was one word. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, it's a, a, a very good answer, I think. Well, it was Dutch, so I think they were just cheap and they, they wanted to spare ink. <laughs> I have about 40 or 50 books on my to-read list as well. Um, so, But I'm currently um, reading the Faithful and the Fallen series by John Gwynn which is an epic fantasy, and I, I'm really loving it, and I want uh, definitely want to read the whole series. And I'm also um, in the midst of the uh, Dragonlance series by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, and the uh, Godric and Felix series. I'm so jealous you actually get to finish books. But, you know, you're on the train a lot, and that really yeah. helps. Yeah, that, that's, that's where I read, on the train. I just try to cram all my work between um, between uh, dropping the kids off uh, and and getting them back. So there's really no room for reading. Well, you know, we should we should just make it a, an evening thing. You know, instead of watching a movie, we could read a book. Anyway, um, right. Your next question for me was: You have to write and direct a sports movie. <laughs> Which kind of sports would you pick? introduce a new element to make it less boring yeah, the thing is um, i don't have the least bit of interest in sports so i don't watch any sports i don't follow any um so you probably did that to just to annoy me didn't you yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> well i i thought well fencing is a sport you know and yeah, it's it's the, the most fantasy like uh, sports uh, I could come up with, so I picked that. And to make it uh, more interesting, I thought uh, in this movie there's going to be a duel between two fencers on a bouncy castle. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Fencing on bouncy castles. Yeah, 
That yeah. really is cool. Bring in the element of unpredictable terrain. I and think all that's that. that's gonna be extremely difficult, and it's gonna cost you a lot of bouncy castles. Yeah, yeah. If someone sticks the castle, then <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you need a lot of bouncy castles for that. Yeah. Maybe they point. they once tried it, but they they stopped doing it because it was just <laughs> it's just a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, your next question for me was, what is your, or was your favorite multiplayer video game experience? Hmm. Mm, well, I think I had a lot of fun playing Guild Wars 2. Yeah, that brings up some nice memories. We also had um, some real-life friends um, that we played that game with yeah we we do have real life friends you know yeah they exist they exist they're not made up (laughs) yeah some some of them are real right i i hope at least some yeah (laughs) yeah well we should try and see them sometime yeah (laughs) so So if you're listening guys (laughs) yeah go on so yeah that was really fun um it wasn't quite that immersive as playing Skyrim on my own. It's just you know. I'm, I'm no, but but uh, I the, think the Guild Wars Two world is a is a very interesting and and beautiful world, except for um, you know the, the 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 sometimes too too much technology in yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of beautiful. Um, the problem with MMOs is the 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 jumping players who kind of right, yeah. kill the immersion and. And also the insulting uh, players. When you're just starting a new game, then um, they kind of they tend to really insult you if you're not that good. <laughs> so oh, and I I did have a lot of fun as a as a child uh, playing Mario Kart with a friend. All oh, right, yeah, racing games. Yeah, can that be was fun that was really with cool. Another place. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, if you could, uh, your question for me, if you could ask any prop from a movie for your birthday what would it be and um, um, I came up with um, I want to have a complete Skeksis or Mystic puppet from the Dark Crystal I want to I want to own one uh, cool. okay okay <laughs> quite the answer I was expecting no I, I actually to be honest I, I was thinking for a while like what what kind of prop from a movie would be something really useful or something but i couldn't come up with anything so maybe oh i know i i can i still change my answer sure i want to own the wardrobe from the narnia (gasps) movies me too yeah and i want to put my coats in there let's get incredibly rich and buy yeah that's you know, it's functional. It's a functioning wardrobe. Yeah. And it's a cool thing from a movie. Yeah, and I can come Marie my... Yeah, my, whereas a, a life-size Gexis would just be this hideous thing that would yeah, be in the yeah. way. Yeah, why would you want that? Because <laughs> it's cool. No, I'm going to go for the wardrobe. Oh, or Excalibur. I think I would pick Excalibur. We have Excalibur. But it's not the real experience. No, it's not the real one. No, no, it wasn't given to us by the Lady of the Lake. <laughs> <laughs> you bought it in a shop, but still. Next question. Um, the best fight scene? Not a battle scene. A fight between two or ten characters, max. 
So not a battle scene. No, no, that's different. Like just a fight scene. Yeah, that. Uh, like not the battle of Helm's Deep. That doesn't uh, count. Not the battle uh, from three hundreds, and not the battle from Narnia, and oh, so many cool just battles. A, just a fight scene. A fight, okay, a fight. I would between a uh, few characters. Could be something within a battle. Like, oh, yeah, like right. you know, like the fight between uh, Thorin and Azok. Uh, you know, that's part yeah, of a that's, battle. That's but. way cooler because like, I was spontaneously thinking about the the fight between. You Grant and Colin Firth in, <laughs> <laughs> in Bridget Jones' diary. I'm not too fond of that movie, but I really thought that was a cool scene when they actually fought in the fountain. It's just two actors that you don't really see beating each other up every day, no. especially Colin Firth's not kind of the the, the fighting type. Maybe. But hey, I mean, it's it's. No, your... I I didn't really get the question. I okay. I th- I thought I I couldn't pick battles at all. Yeah, of course I would pick. Um, I would definitely pick uh, the the fight between the Witch King of Angmar and um, Eowyn. Yeah. No. Oh, that's a that's a good one. That's a really good one. So satisfied. I'm satisfied. Okay. I I would I would pick the duel between Anakin and Obi Wan in Revenge of the Sith. Ooh, that was. That's nice. my favorite. Oh, and the the duel between Darth Maul and. Uh, and Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, that's cool too. But I think that final duel, you know, with the lava and you know the the whole drama of it all, and and, and yeah, that's my that's my favorite fight scene. I think. Yeah, it's too hot for me. Too hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, you got another fun question for me. If you were zapped into an offline. RPG setting, an offline RPG setting. Yes. Um, to spend the rest of your life, which one would you pick? So by offline, I assumed you meant a video game, but just not an online video game, yeah, right? So no MMOs. Okay. So that's very easy for me. I, I this was very easy. I knew that right away. Yeah, I know. It's what you're going to pick. Uh, it's Cyrodiil, uh, the setting <laughs> from uh, the Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion, because. It's just, it's a lovely place. It's where I would love to, you know, retire. I knew you were going to say that. But so why it, did you ask if you already knew the answer? It does have hideous women. It does. But I, and oblivion gates. No, 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 no. I've, Around. I, uh, I, I've, I've world, dealt with that, sorry. you know, taking care of that. Oh, really? Yeah, I did the main quest already. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> no, I, it's just, um, I think that whole setting has such a an atmosphere that i can't find anywhere else it's it's very um soothing it's very it's it's very idyllic beautiful it's i don't know any other games or or, or anything that feels quite like until you uh, oblivion you encounter this cute imp and the music suddenly <laughs> changes yeah or from, a mud crab from idyllic to <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay your turn um, what is your favorite Steven Spielberg movie? Could there be any more difficult question? I mean, he made tons and all of them are decent. Uh, some of them are brilliant and, and others are great. So, uh, yeah, you can pick two or three if you want. I mean, if some I of your favorites. Pick one, I would say E.T. because it's it's nostalgic. I, it's mm. one of the first uh, live action movies I, I've ever seen. My my dad was a fan, and 
I was I was still very small when I watched it. It was really kind of creepy the the beginning scene and yeah, it is. It's it's it has everything. It's it's it was a bit scary. It was it was emotional. It was cute. Um, so I, I it's definitely my favorite. I I also love Jurassic Park. It's also one of the first movies I I ever saw. I thought uh, War Horse was very special and surprising. And I always had a soft spot for Empire of the Sun as well. Mm. With with each of these movies that you mention, every time you mention a title, I hear the music of that yeah. movie and I get goosebumps. Yeah. And John, John Williams, man. John Williams. Yeah, there's no Spielberg without Williams. Uh, uh, actually, there are a few. Yeah, but that's... they're a great match. Yeah, of course. So what are your favorites? Favorite Spielberg movie? I need to ask. Actually, this may come as a surprise, but I think I'm going to answer. I mean, of course, I have a soft spot for Jurassic Park because it's kind of, it was sort of the first movie I got really obsessed with. (laughs) Uh, That was the first as a kid. Yeah, I I was a huge dinosaur lover. And then that movie came out and that was the first time I got really excited about a movie. So that was a whole special time in my life as a kid. But um you had dinosaur lover um uh, at hotmail.com. No, we didn't have <laughs> the internet yet. It's that long ago. Oh, it, uh, yeah. was it 1993? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't have internet in 1993? Well, we didn't. Oh, well, we did. I think we did. Anyway, I think I'm going to say AI AI is pretty remarkable to me. Yeah, because that movie is just something completely, completely unique. It's, I think, a masterpiece. And um, and I know some people uh, don't like it, but I mean that there is always going to be people who don't like something. Uh, I think that movie is a masterpiece, and um, I also really like. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the yeah, third Indiana Jones. It's my movie. favorite too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and AI, it's uh, it's awesome. The music is is awesome. Great movie. Yeah, I mean Spielberg has tons of great movies. Yeah. Um, it's hard to choose, but for some reason, I, I I'm kind yeah. There's something about AI that's just I can't explain it, but it's it's special. It's like the whole movie is a dream. Um, yeah. It was a better sci-fi story about the dangers of AI than mine. I I, I don't want to disappoint <laughs> you, but oh, um... oh no, I'm insulted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, whose turn is it now? Um, it's, it's my, yours. Uh, okay, yeah. Yours. Question nine: Put Harry Potter in a romantic comedy as the main character, or a main character. Harry Potter in a romantic comedy. Which movie would it be and who would play his love interest? Well, I immediately wrote down, it's not going to be when Harry met Ginny. Um, because <laughs> too obvious. It's too obvious, yeah. And also, I don't actually remember what the plot was to the movie When Harry Met Sally. I think it's about Harry meeting Sally. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Meg Ryan and um And they Billy probably Crystal. fall in love and then there's this scene where she disappoints him or the other way around and they have these montage and then 
they're angry with each other and they don't call each other anymore and then they make up and then they live happily ever after. Yeah, that. Um, well, um, the idea I came up with was um, what wizards want. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because the movie What Women Want um, kind of has a magical element to it. So I right. thought Harry Potter would fit right in. But I think as his counterpart, I wouldn't pick uh, Helen Hunt, who was in that movie with Mel Gibson. No. Because, um, I, I don't know, Daniel Radcliffe, Helen Hunt, no, just doesn't work. Um, so, I mean, there's a big age difference <laughs> for yeah, one. Yeah, it's kind of uh, disturbing. Yeah. So, I picked um, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. You could give him a beard. <laughs> a long green one. No, no, I... I <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I I picked uh, Zoe Deschanel to um, Daniel to... Radcliffe and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Okay, okay. They turn that. Okay, I I don't know if there will be chemistry. Daniel well, Radcliffe. You never know signed... that in advance. Yeah, it's it kind of has something robot like Daniel Radcliffe, but but maybe that's the whole point of the movie that she's this this spontaneous girl um and she sparks she she sparks his interest or she doesn't and she really needs to fight for his love because he's only as obsessed with wizardry or something yeah yeah that <laughs> <laughs> your turn so the last question already that you have for me is is there a movie, book, game, or show that you normally wouldn't like, but you like it anyway for some reason? Uh, that's another difficult question. Because, yeah. Are there many things I really don't like? Um, well, I, I mean, the sort of thing that you normally wouldn't... Wouldn't be interested yeah, in. Yeah, wouldn't be interested in, but then you checked it out and you loved it, there, something like there that. There are a lot of things like that. Um, for example, um, when I started reading Elantris, <laughs> I, I noticed it was very political. And I don't really like too too much political stuff in in books, but still I loved it because it was so well done. And uh, mm. um, I, I was often prejudiced in the past so um same thing happened over and over again like with the the harry potter books there was this girl in my class and she just kept going on about it and it was like harry potter what, what's this uh, what a stupid title who wants to read this and that was before the movies came out and then i i decided to give it a shot just to to shut her up basically and i started reading the first novel yeah, of course, I, I had read uh, a lot of fantasy novels as a, as a child, but I had no idea it was it was something like that. I started reading and I, I was hooked. And then to the point that I actually went to London to, to purchase the new, the new novels when they came out to be, to be the first one to be able to read them because I couldn't wait any longer. And the same thing happened with The Lord of the Rings. I was always just mocking people who were um, these these giant cues to watch that movie. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to see this silly romantic comedy instead because, you know, I don't want to queue up there and you're all stupid because pff, 
why would you all want to sit on top of each other in in a <laughs> in a theater uh, room to, to watch a movie? What what movie could possibly be that good? So I was I was mocking those people. Little did you know. <laughs> and then and then my um, my Dutch teacher um, she said, I think the Lord of the Rings movies would be something you would really enjoy. And I was like, huh, really? Nah. <laughs> and then I. I watched them with a friend at home. Uh, we we rented one, uh, the first, and we watched it, and our mouths fell open, or they didn't close the entire movie. And then we raced back to rent the two towers. I think a couple of minutes before it closed down. The video store. Yeah, yeah, and then I had to wait for um, Return of the King because it, it wasn't out yet, but. I think it was just a week or something. Oh, wow. Or a couple of weeks. And I immediately ordered uh, tickets for the marathon the next day. And I was actually with these silly people queuing up <laughs> to to enter the... The, the marathon uh, in Antwerp. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. I was there. Yeah, I know. We were in the same room, but we we hadn't hadn't met. We didn't know we each other. Met, yeah, but we know that now. We talked yeah. about it. Oh, and the same was true for Skyrim, right? Remember when you came home with that right. game and you were like, "Oh, this is the sequel to Oblivion." Oblivion. I had I'd heard so much about Oblivion. I was like, "Oh, another of these games you can just shut up about." <laughs> <laughs> and then you were, "Yeah, you should try it. You should try it." And I was really clumsy with the controller at first. Yeah, I remember getting seasick watching <laughs> you play. Yeah. And then, and then I got obsessed with it, and now I just can't. Talk it was about like any a sitcom game. episode. It I, was yeah. like one of those episodes of um, Third Rock from the Sun, where uh, Dick Solomon <laughs> first <laughs> thinks something is really stupid, and he laughs at everyone. And then he tries it and then he becomes super obsessed. And Maybe I'm very much like Dick Solomon. <laughs> yeah. When I'm not into something, I'm really not into it. But when I get into it, I get obsessed with it. It's like, yeah. It's very charming. Oh, and there were um, a couple of movies I, I wouldn't watch on my own, probably, that we saw in school, like American History X and Le Fabuleux Destin d'Amélie Poulain. Uh, those were movies I I really wouldn't watch, but I had to, and I loved them. So um, I, I really I really liked them. And also the the John Cassavetes movies. I thought those were really interesting. Um, I had to watch those at university, and yeah, they kind of. I don't know why. It's not like I think they're great stories, but they just feel... I feel a connection towards them, maybe because they they look so chaotic. But underneath, there are all, the, all of these ingenious things that he does with with uh, camera work and and, and uh, the backgrounds. And it, it's, yeah. It reminds you of our apartment. Yeah, and of my personality. <laughs> it's just complete chaos. And then underneath, there might be... A little bit of structures. Right, the hidden structure. The hidden structure underneath, yeah. Mm. Okay. Your last question for me. Invent a movie plot with only the following cast. Liv Tyler, Alan Rickman, Chris and Liam Hemsworth, Saoirse Ronan, 
uh, the, the girl from uh, the host, etc. Yeah. And Peter Dinklage. So Liv Tyler, Alan Rickman, Chris and Liam Hemsworth, Saoirse Ronan, and Peter Dinklage. So that's an interesting, um, <laughs> an interesting cast. Yeah. Cast. Um, so this is the story that I came up with. Thor and Gale both fall in love with Arwen, but her strict father, Snape, wants her to marry that rich dwarf from Game of Thrones instead. But then Saoirse Ronan comes by and one of the, I think, either Thor or Gale falls in love with her instead. Wow, that's just, that's just lazy writing. <laughs> that's not gonna get you any award. No, but... You just you didn't even invent characters. You just you just took them. <laughs> you know, actors can play different characters as well. <laughs> so um, yeah. No, you failed the test. Sorry. What do we do now? <laughs> I don't know. Just, you, um, you have to yeah. Just yeah. You need a do-over. Yeah. Yeah, you have to redo the entire test now. Oh. Yeah. I'll just start working on that then and um, let you know when I've got something. And, uh, well, we can sort of uh, round up our, our podcast. So now you've listened to us rambling again. I hope you somewhat enjoyed it. I um, hope you didn't fall asleep. And yeah. uh, and if you did fall asleep and it was you yeah. were supposed to fall asleep, then we're glad we could help. But if, if you missed your stop, uh, your bus stop or train <laughs> stop, because you fell asleep, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really <laughs> sorry. And if you want to hear more ramblings, we could always do another lockdown dilemmas. Um, since we're in eternal lockdown of the spotless mind. We yeah, if you if you came up with a cool uh lockdown dilemma, maybe you could listen to that episode again. Please send it to us or put it in the comment section and we could perhaps um make an episode around them. And the the more absurd and the more ridiculous and the more original they are, the better. Yeah. We love that Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. And I hope you had fun. We sure did. And talk to you next time. Good night. Bye.